The reason for the title is uh, what I'm going to try to do is cover three things within the, the talk and then hopefully we can engage in some uh, Q&A. So the new SIP on Wellness is all about, number one, I want to make sure that you get some insights from me today in terms of what I believe across our industry the role of cannabis beverages is and that will be you know, founded in cannabis beverages and the role that cannabis beverages have in empowering consumers to pick up a cannabis product like a wellness product and engage in it in a way that um, enables them to self-regulate and modulate their mood for a desired human effect. So that'll be one area that we cover. Um, number two, I really want to ground you in our strategy. So I work at Canopy Growth. I'll introduce kind of my, my full self in a minute here. But I want to make sure that you get perspective uh, from me on what is going on in the cannabis beverage uh, category and then what's going on with Canopy Growth in terms of our cannabis beverage strategy. So that'll be second. So it's more like insights, perspective. And then um, before we do Q&A, I would love to really paint a picture in terms of what is coming next. So what's coming next in terms of innovation in the beverage cannabis category and what's coming next from Canopy Growth? Sound good? All right. Okay, well, um, there she is. So I'm, uh, I'm Tara Rozalowski and uh, I'm the Vice President of Beverages and Edibles at Canopy Growth. And um, the way I like to think about my remit is I like to think about beverages and edibles of if you can eat it, if you can drink it, human or beloved pet. Uh, that's my remit. That's my jam. And before coming into Canopy, I was kind of a you know, traditional CPG lifer. So pre-Canopy, I've been at Canopy for uh, a year, the best, um, the best and most fulsome uh, year of my career. Uh, prior to Canopy, I was at ConAgra for about uh, just under a decade. Uh, prior to that, another 12 years at SC Johnson. I can, I can keep going back. I thank my mother and dermatologist for great skin, but then you'd do Unilever and Proctor, and if you want to span the resume, all the, all the usual suspects are there. But um, I, I say that to, to say this, after a you know, 20 plus 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 career in traditional CPG, the move into cannabis for me was very purposeful. If I looked across my CPG uh, career, I candidly felt uh, for a long time that my resume was light. In traditional CPG, you learn how to grow brands. You learn um, about reapplicable playbooks and, and the like. But it's a never have I ever statement, never have I ever, like at Canopy, had the honor of growing brands and building an enterprise and a category at the same time. And so that for me was a very purpose-driven way into uh, the cannabis space. And also getting involved in cannabis is what I believe being a part of the single largest demand shift in consumer behavior that I will experience in my career. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't meaningfully employed uh, through the kind of the tech boom and, and bubble, if you will, in the 90s, nor was I, you know, chronologically around after the prohibition of alcohol. So this is, this is my way. This is my way in to participate in the largest consumer shift that I believe that I will see in my, my adult life. And as a marketer, uh, wanting to be part of that is, is central to, to what I do. And um, cannabis is purposeful for, for many, many uh, other reasons. I kind of lead from the, the heart and soul 
my, my household, my family, we've been uh, active in the cannabis space, participating in cannabis for, for many, uh, many, many years. I said before, you know, this has been the most fun year of my career. People will say, well, that's the product. I'll stop people and say, well, yeah, we have great products for all of that. But if you think, you know, Canopy was the first time that I um, participated in cannabis, A, you would be wrong. And um, B, cannabis for me comes uh, from, from another place of the heart. My, my son has epilepsy. So my son was diagnosed with epilepsy when he was six. And uh, the Epidiolex solution is something that is mainstay in our household, has been for five years. And it's the only thing that keeps um, the, the most precious human being I know from you know, five to eight seizures per day. So I, I really come from a place of like guts and heart in terms of, and I'll share the Canopy vision uh, for growth, because the vision is around unleashing the power of cannabis to improve lives. And I have the good fortune, uh, wouldn't change a day of it, to really see how that resonates in, in people's lives. So that's a little bit about me. And uh, we'll, we'll go on to the next, we'll go on to the next one. This quote is fantastic. So this is a quote from uh, Faith Popcorn. Faith is a friend of the cannabis industry, friend of mine, friend of Canopy. And what Faith talks about, Faith Popcorn, if you're unfamiliar with her work, she's a renowned futurist. You're going to want to be on her Instagram if you're not already. And Faith talks a lot about uh, mood management. And she's done a lot of work with myself and my colleagues because of statements like this that says, you know, Shouldn't we be able to regulate our, our mood and snap us out of one way into another? Don't we get to choose that? And her sentiment is absolutely. So no doubt you've seen uh, her work. And I've been in a lot of debates uh, around statements and quotes like this where potentially an indictment on cannabis is okay. You know, if cannabis is for mood management, it's to go numb out and not be part of something. It's, it's the inverse. It's the complete inverse. And so um, when I get into kind of dialogue like that, and maybe if you read this statement, the statement to me says that cannabis is, is really an enabler of wellness. And what cannabis enables in a mood management context is an opportunity for people to have empowerment to select the type of mood that they want to be in. And when we think about the impact and human benefit of that, it's massive, right? Because in an environment that is otherwise uh, so much uh, out of our, our control and, and constantly changing the opportunity to have that element of control back to modulate how you feel and a desired human effect that you want to have is uh, incredibly impactful. This is a little bit about Canopy Growth, uh, my enterprise. I love doing this page a little bit uh, more fulsome because the best thing I can get from talks like these is literally a stack of resumes because um, we would be delighted to continue to add to the Canopy family. And so this is us, right? So we're uh, twice traded, as you see, on TSX and on NASDAQ. And the vision statement that I mentioned before, unleashing the power of cannabis uh, to improve lives, really speaks to our participation from uh, Reckon Medical uh, Use 
And although the context of today's talk is, is beverages, we span all segments in, in cannabis, of course. We are CPG-led uh, and driven, so maybe that's where the background comes in handy. It's not about uh, big corporate weed at all. Like that would, be, that would be a different situation that I don't think is productive for the mission and what we're doing to normalize cannabis. But what we are taking is repeatable models from CPG, and we're bringing them into the cannabis space in an intuitive way so that we can bring new consumers in uh, to cannabis and really speak about all the occasions for which cannabis is a really logical uh, choice. We've got a team of 3,000 folks. I think uh, all 3,000 are, no, I'm kidding. My team uh, that's Chicago-based and Toronto-based is here today. We chose a conference to all be together, so that's my team. And um, we operate in over five continents. So we've learned through COVID, as of many enterprises, that our team does their most effective work wherever they are. And so um, there's been a tremendous opportunity to have core markets. We've got core markets in Chicago. We've got core markets in New York. I mean, I'm headed to Toronto this afternoon to be with another big part of my team. And so we do our work globally as a global enterprise, and uh, it's all about developing products and solutions that really advance consumers' needs in the cannabis space. So that's a little bit about us. If the last page is who we are, I would say this page is uh, what, we, what we believe in. So at Canopy, we talk a lot about total mood management. So again, in a world, world that's otherwise influenced by you know, changes that may or may not be within our control, the opportunity to manage and regulate one's mood is incredibly empowering. And so the philosophy of mood management, we believe at Canopy is what sets us apart from the competitive set. And what we bring to that equation, so if you think about cannabis, um, and we think about cannabis as a wellness solution and a way to regulate one's mood, what we do from, again, that CPG perspective is we bring a lot of kind of crisp analytics uh, to bear. And what I mean by that, when you see our product portfolio that I'll show in a minute, we don't create products that have cannabis in them kind of for the, the heck of it or for the sake of it. No, said differently, we're designing solutions that get at desired human effect for sleep, solutions for uh, de-stress, solutions for relaxation. If you get into those uh, solution areas, those large need and demand spaces, what we can do uh, through, through that lens is really curate products that hit at a desired human effect. So if you take our beverage solutions, for example, we kind of uh, flip the equation. So if you have a beverage, a canopy cannabis beverage, it's not going to be a, you know, a, a weed beverage with a little hint of iced tea. If we tell you it's iced, iced tea, it's iced tea, and you'll have the human effect that you can enjoy from a cannabis product. Uh, World-class research, so we've got a research uh, arm that's in the U.S. and also globally. And then, again, we're really designing solutions against consumer needs and trying to deliver on those need states. The, the main need states, of course, where cannabis has right to win is in areas of pain management, sleep, daily wellness, de-stress, and, um, and many more. Okay. 
So this slide will just kind of crystallize for you, I hope, what uh, the mood management philosophy is that we have at Canopy. And what I like to think about it is, I think I remember learning in like gym class when I was eight years old that we have this, you know, a 24 hour clock. And it took me until I was well, 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 well into my 40s for someone to tell me that it's really a 24-hour uh, mood management clock. And then it hit me because I realized if, um, if you think about a 24-hour clock as a 24-hour mood clock, that definitely uh, defines my life because I am not the same person when I wake up you know, out of bed in the morning and when I go to bed at night. And so the opportunity of having a 24-hour mood management clock that A, we acknowledge, and now we finally get to manage that mood ourselves. It's for, for me personally, it's like, yes, please. And just that empowerment of different solutions that are cannabis solutions throughout your day and how, how you can really change up that mood is very compelling. So let me get you a little bit around the mood management clock with some examples. So let's think about mood management, for example, in, in the morning. So I was, uh, I was a train, I was doing the, the train for about five years. I live in the Chicago area. So I took the train for about five years and now with COVID maybe only once or twice uh, a week depending on, depending on office hours. And in the morning I would do like maybe a CBD oil or uh, like a soft gel, something to you know, a, a tolerate the train. I'm, I'm not a morning person. And maybe get me you know, out of my morning fog and into something that would enable me a little bit more focus. Uh, throughout the day. So if you think about cannabis solutions as part of this 24-hour clock, you could think about maybe a wake-up uh, solution and something that you might desire as a human effect around focus uh, in the morning. Similarly, uh, CBD solutions are also very common for like kind of that mid-afternoon uh, pick-me-up. This for me is uh, when there's about you know, 82 unopened emails and there's another like 48 that I opened but really haven't engaged in. So again, like some added focus to really, to really get uh, to task at hand or get uh, that work-life balance back if, if your email box is not like mine um, can be a very compelling solution. So as we're getting through the day on the 24-hour uh, mood management clock, other solutions, both, uh, both THC and CBD come into play, maybe after working hours for folks who are going to the gym. Or for me, you don't make it to the gym until I, I have a gym, a little gym that we set up in the, in the basement through, through COVID, and I get to the gym at around like 8 or 10 o'clock at night. And so like after an hour, an hour and a half, I find that without maybe a, a cannabis solution, if you will, I find that I can't wind down you know, after, after the gym and then, you know, transition effectively into, into nighttime sleep routine. And so that's what's intended with performance recovery. And maybe you see some of these vignettes in, in your lifestyle as well. On the THC side of things, THC is a common, you know, cannabinoid used for uh, unwinding after work. This has been an unlock for um, my health and wellness, maybe for yourself as well. I switched um, a few years ago from alcohol-based solutions to unwind to cannabis-based solutions to unwind. So I switched, you know, high sugar and kind of dry dryness of alcohol to low to no uh, sugar solutions with a cannabis solution, no dry mouth, no hangover the next day, no liver effect, and then also kind of the 
the weight, um, the weight for me, for me personally, dropped off as as well. So I've had a very positive lifestyle effect and change um, from from cannabis from an unwind context. And then um, another mood management cycle that's very common is also to celebrate and to connect. So I'll get into the beverage solutions that we have in the portfolio next, but beverages in particular around this mood management clock have a huge role to play because the little kind of stories that I told you about my, my day, maybe yours are, are similar, but it starts to get easy to understand um, how not just cannabis, but beverage cannabis solutions really take on a really big role in creating the types of occasions where it's really commonplace to uh, enjoy a cannabis solution versus, say, alcohol versus even coffee or tea or even energy drinks. Okay? Um, I miss tune. I miss tune out. That's definitely uh, one of my faves. If you're like me, that always seems to be gapped between real life and restorative sleep. THC solutions and on also uh, minor and other cannabinoids that people are using, like CBN, for example, very very efficacious for uh, tune out. And I see folks taking notes. Please, please, please take notes. And then if you have any questions on mood management, I'd love to kind of take you love to take you through it. Uh, this is our cannabis range for uh, for the beverage portfolio at Canopy. Let me take you kind of left to right. So on the most left-hand side of your screen, you'll see Quattro. So Quattro uh, we have in both Canada and the U.S. Quattro is a CBD purist brand in the U.S. In Canada, we actually have the same four flavor uh, range. Two of the SKUs are balanced THC and CBD today. The story and things you want to know about Quattro is Quattro was first launched in Canada just over a year ago now. And Quattro in Canada is now the top CBD beverage uh, brand in the country. We've got three of our four flavors that are in the uh, top 10 of all uh, CBD SKUs in the country. And so before bringing Quattro to the US, we knew we had a, a global winner. So a really great opportunity to search and reapply. And Quattro launched in the US just this past March. And um, we really leveraged an interesting consumer consumer moment. So this past March, you might be familiar, was a once-in-a-lifetime, uh, for me, astrological event around the age of Aquarius. And so our team leveraged the opportunity to work with a key influencer, uh, Susan Miller. So if you're not familiar with Susan Miller and her work, she is astrologist um, to, to millions, astrologist to the stars, if you will, if, uh, if you haven't already, get onto her Instagram as well. And Susan partnered with us on Quattro because, again, when we think about the context or, or the new normal we're defining for ourselves, Quattro is all about taking, uh, taking a beat, taking those moments for yourself, these moments of pause, because a CBD solution is designed to give you that uh, relaxed state. And Susan Miller, being this renowned astrologist, so many people already go to Susan Miller for great advice around their life. And so partnering uh, with her and her team to launch Quattro around the age of Aquarius really brought a cannabis solution, a CBD purist solution into, into the mainstream. So that was a great partnership that we did. And Quattro in the US, you'll now find, um, gosh, you'll find Quattro now in over 2,300 uh, points of distribution across uh, 13 different states, including Illinois, run, don't walk. 
and uh, four flavors. So the four flavors, there's two, there's um, the two on the screen. One is a passion fruit and guava, a blueberry acai, ginger and lime, and then also a cucumber and mint. And so they really span. I've always been asked to pick a favorite. My answer is I tried. So in any other context, I'm kind of a you know fruit first like uh, beverage beverage preference. But then uh, for me, the the underdog that really wins it was the, the ginger and lime skew because it really it really bends like a, a traditional a traditional cocktail. So that's a little bit about Quattro. So again, Quattro is in the U.S. and Canada. Down the center of the page are solutions that are just in Canada uh, today that we do have uh, interest with broader federal permissibility around THC in the US. We do have interest in bringing these solutions to the US. At present, these are in the Canadian market. So Tweed Fizz and Tweed Iced Tea are both five mig uh, THC solutions. One is a seltzer, so Fizz is a seltzer, a carbonated solution, and then Iced Tea is a non-carbonated uh, solution. And what's really interesting about these goes back to what I was saying uh, before, it's the, it's the flavor. It's the flavor strategy. So a lot of uh, beverage incumbents or maybe, goodness, maybe um, OGs in the space, a lot of the beverage solutions would be, would be bitter or maybe would be you know, a weed drink with a, with a hint of the flavor they tell me is on the label. So we've really um, flipped the script on that. It is complex, it is challenging to create a beverage solution that has the same flavor profile as a mainstream iced tea. I can assure you uh, we've done it, my team has done it time and again. And how they do it is it really again comes back to being consumer centric. And so within a flavor strategy, if we're gonna tell you it's, it's iced tea, it better be iced tea, and what you're looking for in a cannabis solution is the human effect that comes with cannabis, not necessarily a uh, flavor undertone. And so the flavor strategy is very intuitive. And we also find with names like iced tea, I think it, you know, it stands to reason that people are a lot more intrigued by the familiar and, and things that they know. Because if you take a look at just the can just being such a familiar format, a beverage being such a familiar format, and then designing you know, flavor solutions in these massive flavor families like you know, uh, fruit and then ginger and lime as I mentioned, people will really engage on, on mainstream scale. Um, I think the only one I didn't cover on the page is furthest to the right on your screen and that's deep space. So in the Canadian marketplace, uh, per, per eaches, if you will, the highest MIG solution in the market today is a 10 MIG solution, and that's deep space. And so this is for maybe someone who's engaged with cannabis beverages in the past just because of the high, high potency within, within one can. It is intended as a single serve, all of these. So depending on market, are sold all with, obviously, you know, a child-resistant top, but once opened are intended to be uh, single serve, single use. So um, I think I touched on some sizing earlier, but I don't think I, I really landed what the global beverage opportunity is in terms of overall size and business opportunity. So what we have on this page is the global size anticipated for cannabis beverages by 2025 of 2.8 billion. And so the slide says global opportunity, um, but what I will say is the bottom blue box, the 1.5 billion plus, that's the US CBD uh, beverage market, CBD only. And so adding THC to that, there's obviously uh, anticipated higher uh, projections when you add in all, all cannabinoids into the count. 
and then I had a page in here, this one on US. And so just within the US, if the last page was global and we're just kind of going hold to part, what I will say is beverages in particular are the fastest growing uh, segment within, within CBD. And I think it stands to reason again, their intuitive format, the flavor profile. And so what's going to grow the CBD beverage space uh, over the next five years will be beverages. Today, Canopy beverages are already distributed in the 2300 plus uh, store locations, as, as I mentioned. If you need any of those addresses, my, my team will get them all to you. Um, and we're on pace. And so one thing you always wanna hear by anyone giving a prediction in the cannabis space is we talked about 1.5 on the past page, but will already be a third of the way there by the, by the end of this year, which is very compelling. Very, very compelling. Okay, um, I want to get into some questions that you have. I'll kind of round out here with a little bit of the path forward. I love this page. I think about, you know, really future forward where, where I want to be in my, in my career, where I want to be as a consumer of cannabis over the next five years is I want to see cannabis solutions in as broad distribution as any other, you know, seltzer or any other uh, drink type solution that you saw on the previous page. The, um, the next thing that's already happening in the city of Chicago, if you've been out to a restaurant um, recently, is you see, you know, a beverage alcohol menu, you might see a classic uh, cocktails or even a menu for non-alcoholic uh, drinks but you'll also see right near alcoholic beverages you also see a cannabis menu for drinks so I was at um, Soho House just the other day for like a brainstorm and there was a really full menu of cannabis solutions for drinks as well and that's going to be very very common very very commonplace it could be complete drink solutions or it could be ingredients that you can do in terms of a mixer and so that I also think is the path forward. Um, I mean, from a canopy perspective, we're gonna continue doing more. So I talked about the consumer insights that we're doing, we're going to continue uh, to do that. And then last on this page, since I, since I went um, counterclockwise on you, is I, I can't um, leave any presentation with just out, with not being completely explicit about my passion area and what needs to happen in terms of the end of prohibition uh, for cannabis and broadening regulation at the federal level. So um, rumor has it we're standing on a very potentially big week in cannabis, but aren't they all, is always the expression. And so it is my, my hope for, with federal permissibility of THC in the US, that we have a lot of these solutions, not just for my household and my son, but something that normalizes the behavior that we do in our home around wellness. So um, I'll leave it there and open it for questions. and put this thing away. Yeah? What are the challenges you face with, uh, aside from federal legality, what challenges do you face on scaling national uh, a, a major brand product, like Botro, for example? Uh, what are, you know, is it co-packers? What are, what are the main challenges on going national scalability? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I, will, I will double back. You said, you know, don't include Fed permissibility. Obviously, that's still a big one. You know, accessing customers that can help us scale when um, you, might have, you might have legality from a CB, CBD beverage perspective nationally. There's still very state-by-state -state specific regulations that a lot of um, national customers still hesitate to list a broad range of CBD products. 
And so uh, Fed permissibility is still uh, omnipresent. The next big challenge in terms of health, you know, potentially being something to navigate, I wouldn't say it's behind us, but the next big challenge in terms of scaling our business is accessing uh, consumers. So less so in the state of Illinois, um, if you live locally, you're familiar with, you know, TV ads and digital ads that can access consumers in a cannabis context. If you're watching not old WGN, but new WGN, what is it? Uh, News Nation, World Nation, so they're starting to do. But accessing consumers through marketing is still very different depending by state. And so it's, um, it's called on marketers like myself and across our industry to be very creative with how we access consumers for our solutions so that we can educate on the benefits of, of cannabis at scale. So that's also big. And then also, um, so route to market. So we've got a fantastic partnership at Canopy with Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits. And so the same route to market for beverage alcohol is now becoming the same route to market for cannabis solutions. So that is uh, starting. So I would say uh, route to market has also been a challenge, but has now been a very recent unlock. So I would say Fed permissibility, you know, advertising and engaging our consumers on scale, and then now more expansive than ever uh, route to market. Great question. Thank you so much. Um, great presentation, Tara. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Thank you. Your experience and uh, fellow Canadian. Um, I appreciate all the, the products that you're displaying. Um, are you? Is your package? Um, are you happy with the package for the product? Uh, can seems to be a bit crowded. In, yeah. In, in today's, uh, you know, there's a lot of aluminum cans out there, and you hear a lot about aluminum. And shortages in that. Would you ever consider going into a PET bottle? Now that you're, uh, you know, I see my team. I see my team leaning over. <laughs> the question was PET bottle. PET bottle. Mm -hmm. Come up with your own signature. You know, now is your opportunity to really show Canopy Growth. This is this is that product. And look at this shape, and people can recognize that bottle versus all the millions of cans out there. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. The way the way we designed these solutions is was to really lean on you know the heuristic in the consumer's mind. So if we were designing a seltzer, it's like what's a seltzer in today? What is that you know what is that biggest you know share share of mind if you will? And it was can at present, you know a, a, an aluminum can at present. And so we went down that path because really like from the marketer's heart and soul is if we're going to normalize cannabis, I want to make sure that all the attributes of the product are very familiar. And so when I was thinking, you know, seltzer, when we were thinking iced tea, it's thinking about maybe in a BevOut context or in a wellness beverage context, how are those beverages sold today? Let's butt up against that. But that's not to say that that's not just, you know, one concentric circle of many, like places that we could go. Because the iconography that you can have around distinctive packaging is not lost on me. So it definitely could be something that we're looking at. And obviously we've got a ventures partnership that we've been very public about with uh, Constellation Brands and with a brand called Karma. And they have a solution in a, in a very distinct uh, bottle that is not, not an aluminum can. And so that's why I, I have to say that because you know I'm already doing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the cans are on the, the screen and we're already doing things that kind of box out in a more unique way. That's, that's excellent to know. I mean, I work for a company that actually manufactures packaging equipment that can shape bottles and that. So I would love, you know, after maybe to speak to your team, to yourself, maybe help you go through those steps. Awesome. Thank you so much.
Uh, given your presentation, uh, do, how do you feel about, or do you have any plans to do any like mood-based uh, product branding, like say Candescent, where it's like about uh, you know the mood impact of the product? Yeah, exactly. So um, we are we are headed there. We're making sure that we've got um, need state. So around sleep and de-stress, I think that's what you're getting at. More, you know, telegraphically on, on the label. We're looking at solutions not just in beverages that we can do that. So I've got also the extracts uh, portfolio. We think there's a lot of um, opportunity to educate uh, the mainstream with very telegraphic language on front. You know, um, not, you know, f for sleep or, you know, not, not that like hit you over the head, but arguably what we're trying to do with beverages is butt up against, you know, again, those consumer heuristics of flavor and form, but across beverages, across like oils and soft gels, across our gummy portfolio, we're looking at more telegraphic uh, flavor and usage language right on, right on the label. And thank you for asking. That's that's something that we're eager and, and we feel is imminent across across not just our portfolio but for the industry. Is Canopy expanding their footprint into the United States, or are you going to build the plant in the United States? So we're expanding our footprint in the in the U.S., but um, at arm's reach through acreage. So we have very public uh, partnerships in the U.S. with acreage and also TerraSend, and so that will be our way into the U.S. pre-Fed permissibility. Sorry, one last question. Any uh, talks about biosteel bringing into the CBD, THC? Uh... Oh, okay, so biosteel's a non-infused like component of our portfolio, remains kind of a large non-infused uh, segment, so no imminent plans in the uh, RTD beverage space and CBD. Awesome. You guys were fantastic. Okay, I'm gonna do my thing and shimmy off. Okay. <laughs>